we said, the ADECO group, we say we need a new social contract. So it's about redefining the expectations or realizing the new expectations and the new, uh, well, rights or responsibilities that uh, everyone, the employers, the employee and the uh, the institutions or the, the, the public in, in broader terms um, are having. Well, welcome back, everyone, to part two of this episode of the World of Work podcast of the WOW, where I was joined by Michel Antil. As a reminder, she's the head of government and industry affairs at LHH. So she really brings in this wonderful perspective from literally a 360 degree view of, of what is happening out there when it comes to this burning topic of the new normal, which is transitions, careers, regulations. How ready are we to embrace a future made of greater mobility and greater need of flexibility? So we ended part one talking about the great resignation, or rather, I prefer to call it the great realization that current paradigms, current ways of thinking, current regulations will no longer be serving us for future worlds of work. So we start from there. And and as a reminder, this was also a live event. So with everything that comes, everything that comes with live events, including technical glitches. And so apologies for that. But more importantly, including the, the comment, the observation of one of the participants when it comes to another important topic related to what's happening in the world of work nowadays, which is um, related to age. And it's related to a little bit of that human bias that when you hit the 50 and above, well, the market kind of closes up on you. But before getting there, we ask Michel, what is she seeing happening out there when it comes to the government institutions or other important institutions like the ILO and similar? What is happening on that front? Yeah, it's a very broad question. And as you say, it's uh, it's not just topic-wise a broad question, but it's, it's also from a um, cultural perspective, governments, institutions react differently as much as as we do as individual, what the way you were describing, right? The different generation and how, and and what are the paradigm that we are living or growing up with, right? So it's kind of, and I think that goes back to to your points, uh, Joanny, around the the mindset, right? It's not a fixed mindset. We we can change mindset, right? But it requires requires hard work. So it's not something you go to a training one day, two day, or, or even a couple of months, right? And then here we go. I have a new mindset. It it requires practice and and thinking about this. So um, in terms of what we're seeing, and, and I see Francis raising his hand, uh, let me give a, a short um, a, a snapshot and then I'll, uh, and we can open up to, uh, to, to the comments. So I think um, what the way I would describe it is pretty much what I, I said about um, the, the, uh, the, the, what we describe, what we are seeing with organization, that there is some kind of realization that a so super important that there is no one size fits all and there is no one who has the silver bullet so it is an ecosystem uh, or or a shared responsibility and i talk a lot with uh, employer representations or unions at different levels but also governments and employer uh, associations so and at the end um you know everyone is fighting for saying well we are doing enough right so um and 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 i think um everyone needs uh, to 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 take a step forward and change uh, their, um, their their well, not just their point of view, but what they, what have what what took us here won't take us there, right? So Absolutely. We we say at the Adeco Group we say we need a new social contract. So it's about redefining 
the expectations or realizing the new expectations and the new uh, well rights or or or, um, or, or uh, responsibilities that uh, that everyone the employers the employee and the uh, the institutions or the the, the public and in, in broader terms um, are having right so as we change the paradigm we need and we move into more flexibility um, so i think that this realization is is being talked about it's being talked about at even at up to the ilo level but it's very much top layer right mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. happens really on the ground is is um is here also not yet it hasn't transpired entirely and one of the things that our clients say most to say you know everyone wants flexibility and we want to hire from from everywhere and we want to hire differently and we want people to work more hybrid um and and actually we are we are um restricted by the right. um the um by the the regulations right so i think the answer here is not oh the government has to change so we're going to fix it i think it it takes really every single partner in this equation um need to rethink their role um but it's true that from a regulation standpoint we we already pre-covid we already had like partly uh, um, regulations from the previous century right so right. it's changing slowly so now we are definitely overruled for for a lot of a uh, lot of pieces so that's what i would say about you know what what are we seeing there are you know more on the on the talking but on the walking we still uh, we're still waiting for for more results do we want to open it for yes let's open it up to to patrice because i also had a comment on that but i'm, I'm curious to uh to give voice to the hand <laughs> yeah, thanks for the conversation it's really interesting uh, my question basically is more about the age uh, challenge because we uh, we know and that breach with uh, the, the regulation we know that now in every country the question of working longer is on the plate of more or less every government but in the same time we saw that majority of the people 50 55 plus they are the first one basically to be on the vegan when there is uh, something like a restructuration a transformation whatsoever these people 50 55 60 plus uh, they have one thing in mind they, they want to basically secure their family their income etc so in terms of mindset they are they are able to accept more or less everything in terms of flexibility tell me what i have to do tell, it, tell me where where mm. i have to go to have a training uh flexible in working hours etc etc so they, 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 their agility their, their 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 mindset for change is really high However, even though there is this high response from the corporate culture, from the HR, from the management, majority of the time, these people, they get to refuse because, oh, this guy is getting too old, or this guy has too much experience, he will be bored in that job, it's not his level, etc., etc. And so, somehow, sometimes the, the answer is a bit BS, but what do you recommend to these folks, which is in this condition, or will who will be in that position in a few years because we know that it will come and it will be a yeah. massive problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, there is a, a very easy answer, right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so this is this is a this is a topic that um, that is keeping us busy as well um, a, a lot because um, this is a, a realized uh, or, or, or um, something we are well aware of and 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 as we um enable and enable empower those people the the more senior workers 
and to, uh, to transition, we see that what you were describing um, ver very much um, as well. I think um, as much here, it's, uh, there is a lot that goes down to, uh, to the mindset. Um, I, I think there are some arguments around you know, how more expensive um, you get as an employee when you, you get older for pension reasons, et cetera. I mean, it, it varies also on, on these points uh, across, across the, the countries and geographies, depending on the systems. Uh, but that's certainly one one area that obviously is outside of of our proper control other than um you know thinking about um how how can you as a as a, as a person um when you get into these uh, the, these well age group it's not a category as such but it's kind of as you grow older that um that you also think about you, your flexibility but that brings me back to uh, and and you know what you expect in terms of financial reward whether you know that's a typical thing we, we look at with, with our candidates in, in that way, that we look at the overall package that an organization is, is ready to offer, not just the pure salary. There might be some other types of compensation that could be um, you know, um, um, providing um, re rewards for, for the person. But it, I think it, the, 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 biggest, um, the biggest piece here is, is around mindset and you, you named it, right? You say typically they get refused, um, but they have the, 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 the right mindset. They might not have it. So we, we, what we find is, is companies tend to think, or there is a, there is a, a social say that, right? Uh, all, all the people are not as digital. They don't you know, get along as well with the new technologies as others. They are not as flexible, etc. And what we, what we see is that it's not a matter of age, it's a matter of mindset. Um, so I think this is um, something that that we as, as individuals need to cultivate and think about what can we do to not just show um, and, and, and breathe the, the, the mindset, but also what can you do already now in your even in your 30s, in your 40s, what can you do now to get prepared to continue to stay flexible? and show that you are flexible, get along with the new technologies, et cetera, so that this uh, mindset is transpiring. And, and if I speak to, to and I, I did actually, uh, my team did a, a research, well, it was pre-pandemic, pre but we spoke uh, with a lot of um, um, 50 plus uh, um, and candidates, so from the, 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 the silver population, as, as Singapore would, would call them, which I, I love because silver is like, there is something shiny in here, um, but they, they they said many of them said we I, I was doing the right things but but suddenly i got i lost track of of keeping my network externally staying agile because i was so much focused on my career internally and so that's typically what what happens uh, along the you know the mid career where you are um, getting more successful or or you you're concentrating on on capitalizing on the efforts that you've done in in the past and and kind of con concentrating on you know your position internally and you might get a little longer tenure and then you lose um, part of, of your flexibility or the flexible mindset in terms of uh, stay, staying agile on your feet, looking around what's happening and what are the skills that you need to, to develop. So, you know, long story, control, it's, it, it's, it's not a silver bullet. Um, and yes, there is, again, here uh, a disconnect between what companies uh, tend to look for um, and, and what, what uh, 
or they think they look for, right? Um, because there is there is this prejudgment thinking that if you are in that age, you you per se are not the right type of person. Um, and, and at the same time, the other piece is we, we observe that the, the mid-size um, companies, smaller and mid-size companies, tend to invest more or, or capitalize more on the experience um, and look for um, more of these type of competencies, right? People who have the experience, who who know how you know how how, how the, the the world works uh, to to some extent. So you get more chances um, within that segment um, at this stage of, of where we are today with uh, with the mindsets on on the labor market. Mm. Okay, thank you. I I have some recommendations for my friends then. That's great. <laughs> It, it, and, and I would only add, you know, perceptions die hard, absolutely. Uh, but what you say, Patrice, like resonates really true in terms of the resilience, in terms of the willingness to work as hard as necessary to get things done. And that is something we're not seeing in the younger generations. And I have some very concrete examples of organizations that are struggling today because they can no, no longer rely on that same level of engagement um, that they can rely on on more senior professionals because there's a different maybe even concept of work ethics mm -hmm. and i think that's a that's a, a completely different conversation but at some point an important one to have too um at least my generation as well was like you work you know what it's your obligation to give the best that you can give um and so I think that's really important. At the same time, Michael, you're also saying is, I think that is the avenue to pursue because one of the issues in this mid-career type of situation, 50s and above, I would call them the golden years, not the silver ones, but it is, it is more about, there's a tendency to think the same as well, which is to say, you know, I've been in this function for so long, this is what I know, I've been in this sector, this is what I know, and this is what I'm gonna continue to pursue. Well, how about thinking a bit differently? How about looking into what are the type of uh, portfolio of experiences that you have brought and you can shape a different positioning within the market. And I definitely agree that startup companies, mid-sized companies, and if you're based in Switzerland, for example, there's a lot going on in, in the innovation space where the younger generations, I call them younger generations, I mean, and, and it has a lot to do with individual mindsets, so we are generalizing, but they do require some experience. They do require people who know what they're talking about, who have been there and who can support in, for example, ramping up organizations, in ramping up functions, in building the capabilities that are necessary to make that organization successful. So I think uh, finding a, a different strategy and learning how to look into your engine you know what is that hardware that you bring to the table and that fuel that's going to be driving you then i think you you will find different um opportunities popping up that said it is a challenge we um i think nobody's denying the contrary and if i may just one one not last comment but a, a comment on that as well is is what we are starting to really advocate for and, and not just at the institutional level but really to to anyone is particularly in mid-career is start seeing coaching not as a remedy to something that doesn't work but more to get you prepared and equipped for the future so particularly if you're getting to your mid-career mid um 
a mid-career might be that we're working until 80, right? <laughs> so it's like, I'm thinking around like 40, or around the 40s, like that's the classical way of, of putting the mid-career, right? But in, in terms of um, thinking about this as, as um, actively seeking for, um, a, not a second opinion, but a, a second pair of eyes and, and someone who challenges you, it can, it can of course be done within your, uh, your, your, your friends or, or, or even, uh, you know, within, within the company. But I think, Thinking about career coaching not as oh now you know my path is stuck so I'm you know I, I need some help. It's more about hey what are other things out there, and 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 you know I, I was doing that. Paula, you were saying before that I was um, looking my my daughter. Today is the future day in uh, in uh, in Switzerland. So it's the day where where kids go to uh, to the workplace with their parents if they are lucky to have uh, parents who have a, an interesting enough job so that they can get anything out of this right um i would have loved to have her um part of this conversation but absolutely doesn't really <laughs> quite get the, the english at that uh, at that pace but you know long story cut short i think it's it's also about her now being 10 right fifth grade thinking about what do I want to do? What do what does she want to do, right? The classical one is I want to be a teacher. I want to be that what I see, what I can feel and, and understand and feel that, oh, this is something good, right? But the more you get, um, you get other ideas and exposed to other um, possibilities, the more you can, you know, relate to that as, as your aspirations. So get, uh, you know, get, get active. It doesn't mean you need to do a big business plan to think about uh, founding a new company uh, in, in your in your 50s. It, it just means about exploring the options and think about what you really want and where you want to spend time on. Although why not? You know, I'm a firm believer, you know, becoming an entrepreneur of your life. That's exactly yeah. what it means. It means look at your portfolio of offerings as if you were CEO and manage your finances as if you're CFO, manage your brand as if you are, a, excuse me, a badass CMO. Like this, the, once we are able to embrace that type of mindset and get the support needed, absolutely, you know, with a coach or with a support group, um, you know, there, there, there are lots of support groups as well that can, that can really help in the brainstorming. But once you get into that mindset, you say, hey, I have a truckload of things that I can offer, you know, and if you can package that in such a way and see, well, who are the best buyers and who are the best partners that I can work with? Um, making sure, of course, the finances are uh, covered and, and kind of under control. But, but I would recommend that regardless of your age. Um, because hopefully we're going to be super productive in the course of our lifetime, even when we're 80, 90, you know, we may be going to Mars and hopefully we're still being productive in that stage. But it is to open a bit that concept of work is much more than just a job. Work is more than an employment. Work is more than that social contract. It is really, and Joanne, she left uh, the, the chat but and, and, and the conversation, but it is, there are many cakes out there. And, and even if they're not, we can bake some, you know, together. But anyway, I get really passionate about this. So you will excuse me <laughs> if I if I go on a roll on, on this topic, but I do think it is ever so important um, to, um, to really start thinking uh, differently. And we have 10 minutes as well left. And I wanna make sure that um, we cover other questions or comments that, that the people may have uh, to, to Muriel, Muriel, c'est à la français, <laughs> excuse me. No, that's wonderful. Uh, voilà. <laughs> um, 
I'll give it 30 seconds or so, and then and then I'll pivot it back to you, uh, Muriel, in terms of you know what would be your your recommendations, your thoughts um, when it comes to this aspect of defining a game plan for yourself that is 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 able to help you navigate uh, through what is a very unpredictable uh, employment world and, and, and the world of work. And, and I think, you know, a couple of tips, tricks, things that you have seen work um, from, from where you stand, from where you sit. I think that would be, that would be an interesting way to, to close it. And of course, I want to hear what's wowing you because that's also part of the wow. <laughs> what is it that's giving you that energy and that optimism that we all need to bring that wow back to work? Right. Yeah, so let me start and, and please, if, uh, you know, if you have questions or I, I, I should be able to see how else, Paula, just, uh, just uh, interrupt yes, me. Yes, I'm looking. Mm -hmm. um, maybe let me share a couple of things. So uh, in terms of what we have seen, we have, um, we have looked into what it takes our, well, candidates, the people we, we support in transition. Um, and also we spoke to our consultants across the globe uh, to identify what make people um, more successful in their transition. And so I want to share a little bit of that while, you know, this is more the, the job ready parts or the, the more um, short term transition, right? And what we were talking about is also getting ready earlier, right? But let me share um, a couple of things here because I think um, that obviously uh, there are three three big pieces that uh, three kind of um, competencies or, or skills that, uh, that differentiates the ones who are successful versus those who are, who takes longer. Um, the one is uh, confidence in own abilities. Number two is um, adaptive to change. And number three is perseverance. So it might not be the, the wow factor now, like, hmm, but actually these are not things like, you know, communication or, you know, the way the, strat the strategy around your, um, your, um, your, what you want uh, in life, but, but really these, these very um, uh, close to your heart, like the confidence, right? Being, being, knowing, having a safe base and, and, and knowing what you can and, 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 what you can't, but also this piece around um, adaptive to change. So being agile on your on your feet and and being open, right? Uh, the perseverance, I think, it it has also much more to do with um, a, a, a transition. Being short or longer term is a project. You can look at it as a as a project, and and you need a strategy to do that. You need to have an idea of what you want, but you also need a strategy and 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 you know work this through. Be resilient in that uh, in that context. So I think. Um, it's 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 quite an interesting and, and and these three were coming out very high both from from candidates behavior and from uh, from consultants uh, um, assessment so I think that's something you know to um, to, to think about uh, as we um, as we evolve and, and think about our transitions now again so this is more for the being job ready and being being you know doing the transition as you needed to because these people uh, to a big extent are are out of their jobs or, or know that they are losing it um the other the other piece is is really we spoke a little bit about mindset and i think i heard johnny say that 
it's difficult to change mindset. And yes, it is difficult, but I think, oh, that's my biggest uh, woe. Oh, I need to. Um, you have to jump out to another meeting. <laughs> no, I have, uh, no, I have my battery uh, out of. Um, oh, okay. It needs a bit of wow. <laughs> exactly. So maybe you can fill fill in the gaps for a minute, and I'll be I'll be back. But but you know, like like this mindset of thinking about this ahead, and I love how you put it, Paula, in terms of being the architect and the, your own entrepreneur. But this is hard work, right? This cares a lot of people. So I think starting small and getting some help some you know a career coach or someone within your Absolutely. hr or outside don't be afraid of doing that so that you can get going with getting the options absolutely absolutely starting small that's um that's a way of doing it but thinking big you know i'm a firm believer if you if you don't stretch our thinking if you don't think big and long term no matter what your age is um then you're never even going to start small. So I think um, uh, I've lost Muriel, but uh, I hope that makes that makes sense in terms of just doing what we can do and realizing there are some things that we can change within ourselves. And we're the only ones who can do that, you know, and nobody can do that on our behalf. You know, we may have uh, structures in place, we may have programs in place to help and that I think is really important. Why? Because it channels the focus and it focuses and it helps create clarity amongst a lot of noise that's out there. Um, but once you have the thinking mechanism in place and you kind of realize how the machine works, right? Um, then it's really up to us to make it to make it happen. And um, regardless of what's happening around us, I mean that's important. Of course, we said it before. It's an ecosystem. You know, we need to have all parties um, that kind of dance to a similar tune. Doesn't need to be the same tune, but it does need to be a little bit of a similar tune. And I think we are going in that direction. But in the, but in the meantime, you know, don't wait. Be daring, be audacious, be, as I said, you know, like an entrepreneur would be, uh, which would test out some, some ideas. The other day I was talking to somebody who is within the gold uh, bracket and, this person is an engineer. He has a technical background in the digital space and telecommunications, et cetera. So you would imagine up and coming industry, right? And there is a lot going on with the 5Gs, especially here in Switzerland and so on and so forth. And yet all doors have been closed for him most of the time because overqualified, too experienced, too expensive, notwithstanding all the cuts that this person was willing to take, even from a compensation and a salary perspective. And I was asking him, you know, I said, well, explain to me a little bit about this, this whole technology, the 5Gs and blah, blah, blah. And he was spectacular in the way he was explaining it to me. And I said, have you ever considered reaching out to the technical universities? Have you ever considered reaching out to some of, as I was mentioning before, innovation hubs? Because you have a great ability in translating what to me are complicated concepts and and translating them in a simple way in an understandable way and you know what that triggered an inspiration for him to kind of think differently and explore different paths from the usual one that he was exploring which is i need to apply to a job which matches as much as possible my abilities and by the way linkedin has a great ability of doing that to us right you are amongst the top three percent of the applicants your skills are amongst blah 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 
that's a great algorithm, but it is an old algorithm. It is an old way of thinking. So um, anyway, I hope that's that's also helpful and complementing what you were saying, Jochel, as you were getting <laughs> your energy back up and running, your fuel back up and running in your computer and getting that self-worth and motivation and confidence in yourself. <laughs> Actually, your computer getting the confidence. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Yes, if you'd like to, if you'd like to finish, I was I was basically complimenting uh, yeah. what you were saying and giving some examples on how people can start thinking differently. Although it is small steps, I do believe you you need to have a big vision, nonetheless, for yourself. First of all, because you owe it to yourself. You know, as I like to say, if we're the biggest assets in companies, we have to believe it ourselves. Because if yeah. we don't, then you know, why would anybody else believe it? And 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 obviously that the. the what I showed, what I said um, um, earlier was, you know, this confidence in own abilities is the number one. Is not is is really not what I had expected. It's not that it's super counterintuitive, but I wouldn't put this as number one, right? So I think it's it comes back to what what you were saying, right? And being knowing who you are, but also what what you want, I think is is an important one. And and yes, not everyone feels as as comfortable as um as others right um but i think uh, starting now is actually a good uh, a, a good time to think about it and 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 so that you will be also much better aware um well not just aware but but kind of uh, um relating to any opportunities that are arising if you know that this is uh, um you know matching what you can and, and what you can't but also what uh, what are your aspirations what you want to uh, to develop as a vision totally agree with that. Great. If there are no further questions, counting down 10, <laughs> nine, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you do the countdown. Uh, thank you very much for the collapse and for the thumbs up. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this session, by the way, Marilia. Thank you very much. I mean, I went in, into different parts as typically these conversations go but um i do think having your perspective also from um a business perspective what you are seeing from lhh point of view i think that's also very important because it can kind of keeps us grounded in terms of what, what's happening out there and and so your final thoughts you know of what's what is it that's uh, that's wowing you? What's putting what's putting that wow to work for you? All uh, right. Oh, okay. So, well, I mean, my my, my wow, what bringing me? These are two different things, right? Well, so true, not, but not entirely true. It's not. It's not entirely true. I'm I'm uh, generally speaking more of a passionate person, so I, I get excited by a lot of things. Um, but I think uh, <clears throat> one one thing. So what what gets me excited to what I do is 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 on the one hand to be able to exchange and advance the agenda. Around around um, what is important for, for people, for us um, in, in the future and, and getting by gathering these, uh, these, uh, these perspectives. Um, it's, it's, it's completing a, a picture that makes us more effective to build the, the future. Um, so that, that I, I feel very fortunate to be, uh, to be combining that with a company that is actually has a mission to make the future work for everyone and, and, and you know, making a difference, a person at a time. So that's kind of what really moves, uh, moves me. And I think uh, the, the other piece that loves me is, is I, I'm, 
I will be part of the, the, the um, delegation at the ILO conference around the lifelong learning and career guidance that is happening now end of the month. It's the first time ever for me, but I think it shows that lifelong learning and, and career orientation, career guidance, career coaching, however we want to call it, but that piece that I mentioned that is so critical as an enabler um, is getting more recognition more and more as an enabler for, for the future, for of course for productivity, but for also better functioning labor markets. And at the end of the day, for us, for everyone as a as a booster for, for one's employability and, and relevance and resilience on, on, on the job market. So I think uh, that, that is wowing me to see that, you know, the agenda is progressing slowly, baby step, but oh, baby steps. Absolutely. Uh, steps. Well, come back then. We want to know. We, right. <laughs> we want to have a follow up from the ILO. We're going to be like the little fly on the wall. <laughs> So here we are at the end of this fantastic episode together with Muriel. I'm definitely going to ask her how it went with the ILO, how those baby steps are becoming huge leaps, because that's ultimately what we are striving to do here. Leaps, not only leaps of faith, but leaps of concrete actions. Until the next time, do take care of yourselves. And by the way, remember to subscribe to the World of Work podcast. Take a care.